Growing up, I often heard the idea of the kingdom of heaven spoken of as some other place one goes when they die if they believed in the right things. So the hope for me growing up became about going to heaven when I die. I think many of us have heard this version of the kingdom of heaven. It's often precluded by questions like, do you know where you're going to go when you die? And quickly becomes a contest between heaven and hell, leaving the present reality, the here and now, completely out of it. But this is not the kingdom of heaven that we find in the biblical text. The kingdom of heaven is not some ethereal netherworld where we go when we die. Rather, the kingdom of heaven is about what we hope becomes of this world, this tangible flesh and blood world all around us. It is about participating with God in the restoration of all things. It is the reality where God's will is done completely, as we learn and remember every time we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The good news according to Matthew could be summed up as the kingdom of heaven is here and God is on the throne. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection are about the kingdom of heaven being actualized and realized here and now. Or to quote John Mark McMillan, heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. The first person in the book of Matthew to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of heaven is a man called John the Baptist. He's a wild man who lives in the wilderness of Jerusalem, and he baptizes people in the river called Jordan. Remember, this river marked Israel's coming into the promised land. So the symbolism of John baptizing in this river while calling them to the kingdom of heaven is huge. John proclaims to the people, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, before beginning his ministry, comes to the River Jordan and is baptized by John. And this marks the beginning of Jesus into ministry, from Jesus going from one place to another. From this time forward, Jesus also began to proclaim or preach, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus takes up this proclamation of good news. Open your eyes and look. The kingdom of heaven is breaking forth. Two different preachers with the same message. This leads me to believe that the kingdom of heaven coming is a theme that was common in this time. The reality is that the kingdom of heaven is not a new concept that John the Baptist or Jesus are introducing for the first time. It's reflective of the hope in ancient Israel that God would reign upon the whole earth and ban all forms of evil. This is the hope that John and Jesus are stepping into with their message that the kingdom of heaven is here. This is something that signified debate and conversation much like if you ask a hip-hop fan, who's your top five? By the way, it's Most Def, Jay-Z, Tupac, Common, and Andre 3000 from Outkast, if you're wondering. There's not necessarily an absolute answer, but multiple answers as to what this will look like. So much so that when Jesus gives his vision of the kingdom of heaven in chapter 5, John later sends his disciples to ask Jesus if he is the messianic hope um, that's going to usher in the kingdom of heaven because obviously John's hope for the kingdom of heaven looked a little bit different than Jesus's. In fact, throughout Jesus's time with his disciples, they too keep trying to get Jesus to validate their visions of the kingdom of heaven arriving because they did not see it in what Jesus was doing. It was like healing the sick and liberating people spiritually is great, but what are you gonna do the thing I expect you to do? So with all that said, it's very possible to preach about the kingdom of heaven coming near and still not see it when it arrives. It is possible to hold on to the hope 
of that the kingdom of heaven is coming and still not see it in our midst. It is possible to follow Jesus and still not see the kingdom of heaven. It is so important that we are open to letting go of the way we think the kingdom of heaven should be like and begin to attune our ears to hear and our eyes to see the kingdom of heaven in our presence. We do this by listening to the words that Jesus proclaims about the kingdom of heaven. We do this by watching what Jesus did as a proclamation of the kingdom of heaven being present. When John the Baptist questions whether Jesus is the one to usher in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says this, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, and those with leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear and the dead are raised. The good news is proclaimed to the poor. So the kingdom of heaven was this big conversation of the day. So when John, Jesus, and the disciples preach this simple message, the kingdom of heaven has come near, they are stepping into a loaded conversation. Most people in that day and age hoped it would be the restored kingdom of Israel, just as Jesus' disciples asked him after the resurrection. But over and over again, Jesus rejects other expectations of the kingdom of heaven and points back to God's restoration of all things into the rule and will of God. This is not about earthly kingdoms like Rome or Israel gaining power, but rather all things being made right. So when Jesus proclaims the good news of the kingdom of heaven, he is challenging and replacing people's perspectives about what they thought the kingdom of heaven would look like. Thus, in order to see the kingdom of heaven at hand, one must shift their perspective or have a change of mind, per se. And in doing so, they will see the kingdom of heaven create space for those who are oppressed and marginalized. Often, Jesus' healing was about returning people to community. When the kingdom of heaven has come near to you, you will see liberation, healing, reconciliation if you're looking. Or maybe we should say that anywhere we see liberation from systems of oppression, healing, and reconciliation, there you will find the kingdom of heaven, even if only in seed form. Jesus often told his followers about the kingdom of heaven. One of the main metaphors that Jesus used was that of a seed. The fullness of the seed's potential may not be realized just as a seed. But within the seed, it contains a plant, it contains fruit, to become realized in the future. But they are still present in the seed. And sometimes we need to look for the kingdom of heaven in seed form and allow our imaginations to envision the fullness of that seed. I think one of the most challenging aspects that Jesus puts forth regarding the kingdom of heaven is how one enters into it. Jesus says in Matthew 18, Truly I say to you, unless you become like children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. With the expectations at the time, one would have expected Jesus to say something like, unless you become like the armies of Rome, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. But instead, Jesus points to the most powerless in society. Children were the definition of powerlessness. Followers of Jesus are told to become like them. I would also ponder that a child's sense of awe and wonder and the ability to see the world for what it is and not for what they've been conditioned to see it as, maybe that has something to do with the ability to see the kingdom of heaven amongst us. And in seeing it, we enter into it, we participate in it, we become it. One of my favorite stories growing up was a book called Where the Wild Things Are. And it was about a child who entered into this whole new reality where there were these fantastical creatures but he was the only one that could see it because he had the imagination to see it. 
And I, and I, I feel like the kingdom of heaven, when it says that we enter it as children, it's about the imagination to see that which is present all around us. So we begin to say in the spirit of ODB from Wu-Tang Clan, the kingdom of heaven is for the children. Where are the places that you've seen the kingdom of heaven break forth? My fear is that far too many people who are following Jesus have a different vision for what they think the kingdom of heaven should look like and thus fail to see it in their midst, never mind participate in it. My fear is that I'm one of those who fail to see it. If John the Baptist who preached it could miss it, if the disciples who followed Jesus as he invoked it could miss it, I must not be too arrogant to think that I could miss it too. I have often treated the kingdom of heaven language as abstract because I didn't know what to do with it. In a world that so clearly has oppression and brokenness, it is easy to miss the fact that the kingdom of heaven has come near and we can see it if we look. And I don't think I'm alone in making the kingdom of heaven language abstract. I think many of us, like the disciples after Jesus's resurrection, are expecting something different than what Jesus points to. If we are able to repent and change our way of seeing, we will see the kingdom of heaven all around us. Every time the oppressed are liberated, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Every time the sick are healed, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Every time broken relationships are reconciled, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This I can proclaim, the abstraction, not so much. My hope is that for folks as a community, we will have eyes to see and ears to hear the kingdom of heaven in our midst, and that we will have hands that participate and feet that follow Jesus into the kingdom of heaven.